not. <laughs> not. Not. Um, I've been FaceTiming my cousin. And... <laughs> you recorded this? <laughs> yes. Yes, that's what you do with the podcast. You record oh, your fuck. conversation. Shit. For people to enjoy. Okay. Uh, and my cousin has been coaching me with vocal lessons because we were like... Yeah, you sound beautiful. We should sing more. Really? Yeah, you, <laughs> you do. You sound Aww. beautiful. He said that I should make my mouth more ovular oh. when I sing and not yeah. like slant my throat because that makes the note kind of flat. But if you make it ovular... <laughs> oh. And you got to sing from your diaphragm. Learn that. Doing musical theater. Ooh. <laughs> Speaking of musical theater, in the heights now. Okay, well, let's. Okay, well. <laughs> could you imagine if we were sponsored by by Lin Manuel Miranda? By, by every other celebrity yeah. that was talking about. We had Vin Diesel. We had everybody. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> Everyone was talking about this motherfucking everybody, musical. Denali. Denali. Celebrity. Celebrity. Well, hello. Welcome to <laughs> episode two of Sitting with the Stars. stars. Um. I can't wait to see In the Heights. We're not sponsored by In the Heights, but it absolutely does sound like we are, but we're not. But it takes I am a lot of mental excited. space. It does take up a lot of mental space. Um, that, av- that ad campaign. It takes up a lot of mental and emotional energy, <laughs> as does everything that Lin-Manuel Miranda does. <laughs> you know, I have beef with that man. I think as a collective society, we, ha- we all have beef with him. But the thing is, we don't know why. <laughs> He just seems annoying. I wonder what his chart looks like. We'll look at it later. We'll but, look at it later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, hello. Episode two. I am Auntie Chan. I'm Rachel Relman. And we are sitting with the stars. The two genders. <laughs> oh. Oh, something. One jumps out. Let's see what it is. Do you like to read that way? I've been I like to read okay, that way. Let's see what it is. It is the two of swords. <gasps> decisions, Shut decisions. Up. What are we deciding? I love the Two of Swords. Okay, great. I love the Two of Swords. I You like have, having choices? Yes. Well, I have a photo shoot planned, and I am going to be the lady holding the Two Swords. Period. Because life is full of decisions. Do you yeah. wake up and choose violence? Yeah. Do you wake up and choose peace? Ooh, yeah. Do you... Today, I think I woke up and chose peace. Chose peace? Good. But we'll see where the day leads me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And sometimes violence finds us, and then we just choose to go with the flow. And when we choose to go with the flow, we choose violence. I think Lin-Manuel Miranda chooses violence. I will absolutely agree with that. But look at the empire that he has built. That's true. Violent That's true. people get what they want. <laughs> Sadly. Spoken like a true uh, Sagittarius. <laughs> uh, and the Two of Swords has a moon in the background, the lady holding two swords her face is blindfolded um and it is about making a really big decision you have so many choices to make yeah uh and it takes time to figure out which one is the right one for you Mm -hmm. let me think of a choice that i have to make today on this day i am going to choose to clean my drag what an (laughs) exciting life i have (laughs) (laughs) I could let my drag just sit the way it is or I can clean it or you can clean it wow that's very actually very exciting that's a yeah um I'm trying to think of a choice well I made some choices yesterday and one of them was to cut all my hair off and then the other one was to try and bleach it myself and dye it blue um it was long and blue and I had a professional do it (laughs) and Mm -hmm. then 
uh, and um, the blue didn't turn out so great. The parts that do look good were already blue. So, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but the haircut looks fantastic. Yeah, you're rocking a so, beautiful aquamarine, yeah. multicolored blue. I've got half my hair red. Yes. We're giving you... We're giving you two of swords in the hair. Two of swords. So yeah, think about those choices. Think about what big choices you have to make today, listener at home, or in car, or at work. Or at work. Or if working from home, Ooh. at coffee shop. <laughs> I've been visiting Colectivo quite often yeah i love that spot you introduced me to my new regular spot as we all know i am the mayor of andersonville (laughs) and i love colectivo and they also love me there and you can attest i walk in and they say hey rachel (laughs) Mm -hmm. absolutely the vibes people ask me what my sun moon rising is i think my son is a a regular at a coffee shop (laughs) regular at a coffee shop the two of swords the two of swords it's crazy that this card jumped out because i was this was like a really big card for me oh wow i was thinking about this card a lot damn well that's great then she was she was nudging so many decisions she was like i gotta get on the podcast can i talk about big picture two of swords the decision of staying in chicago okay with the community yeah that has built me raised me nurtured me cared for me and i gave back yeah or to move to Los Angeles. Los Angeles. To okay. seek new opportunities. Well, let's talk about it. The field of entertainment. Yeah. It is a really big decision. A huge decision. This past year I was going to move. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously with COVID still happening, uh, I put it off for another year. And I think I'll have to reevaluate that decision when my lease is up here. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Well, one of my friends who we will have as a guest eventually, M. Modaf, incredible uh, spiritual healer and tarot reader professionally, mm-hmm. um, has been reading my cards for years. And when I was like, I am I, as officially as it can be without having a place to live yet, moving to L.A. by September. And... When I was still trying to decide if I really wanted to, in one of my readings, the Two of Swords came up. And they they were like, are you trying to make like a really big decision? And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I remember correctly, I think it was my birthday reading, so it would have been Aries season. But I remember they were saying like, you have to commit to it. You, you can't like go back and forth. I, which I feel like is what the Two of Swords kind of represents is like the want to go back and forth, but like really having to commit to, to something. To commit to something. Yeah. To commit. Yeah. That's a really big word for me. Yeah, I know. Miss Mutable Signs over oh. here. <laughs> Miss Sagittarius Gemini Those swords over here. are long and heavy. The swords <laughs> that she is holding in yeah. that picture. I've realized for me too, it's kind of hard for me to commit too. And I... I used to think that it wasn't, but I'm so kind of one foot out the door type mm-hmm. of a person in a lot of areas in my life. I think because I want to have all of the experiences and I'm afraid of missing something because I'm committing to something else. Mm-hmm. But once I'm committed and the papers are signed and I'm in, I'm in. Mm. Like, I feel like that's when my Taurus moon comes into play because like once I'm in, I'm in, mm-hmm. but it takes me a lot to get in. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. It's like really scary for me to commit to something, but once I do, I'm, I'm going. I feel like 
you subconsciously commit to something too without realizing that you've committed to it because yeah. then you'll realize the abundance around you like i i had no idea that i was committing to drag i was like i'm just doing drag for a long right. time and then the other day i was like wow i've really committed five years to like putting on a wig and being a menace <laughs> but it's paid off for you i think I, as an out as a as an observer of mm-hmm. your career i like, the, like, this is your job. And I appreciate the divine surroundings. Yeah. Uh, and that I get to do this as a job. Yeah. And it is goofy. It's goofy. It's goofy. <laughs> it's giving goof. It's giving goof. <laughs> Committing to the bit. Yonk. Um, there was a solar eclipse yesterday in Gemini. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you feeling, Gemini moon? I was feeling adventurous yesterday. Mm-hmm. Went to the club. Yeah. In a cowboy getup. <laughs> giving cowboy. Giving cowboy, giving ranchero. Was drinking a lot of tequila mm-hmm. and having the time of my life. That sounds great, <laughs> honestly. Yes. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's, I've been going out on Thursdays. Yeah. Uh, and that has become the regular for me. What about you, Gemini? Um, I don't have any planets in Gemini, but Gemini is my seventh house because I am a Sagittarius rising, and we are going to talk about houses today. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, should we take a little breather? Yeah, let's take a little okay. break. Uh, we'll be right back and talk about current events pressing the gay world. Yes. And we're back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> we don't need a soundboard right here. We could be in. You know, this it, is a sound. We could board. be in, in the heights. We we could be in. Actually, the heights. we couldn't. Never mind. No. Oh, why? I <laughs> uh, I don't think we. I don't. Think I don't think we're us. qualified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think we're we're, we're qualified. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're qualified. For current events, we're gonna start with in the heights is in theaters <laughs> now. We're not sponsored, but it takes up a lot of mental space. Are you a musical theater gay? Yeah, I absolutely am. Okay. Yes. I grew up doing musical theater. I still love it to this day. Nothing can get me to cry. There are two things in media that, that I, without fail, will cry. Okay. A musical. Any kind. Any kind? Yes. And, um, like, happy queer people. Those are the two things that, like, get me. So even Sad cats pe- will make you cry. I've never seen it, but it probably would. Uh- <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I've never seen it, but it probably would. Okay. Um, but also, I hate the musical cat, so like maybe not. Mm. Um, but mm. I've seen In the Heights. I saw it when I was a teenager in Cleveland on Valentine's Day. I remember with my family. I've not seen Hamilton. I've listened to all the music, but I've not seen yeah. the show. Show. Yeah. Are but... you a musical theater gay? Um, I don't think I've invested enough in musical theater to say that I'm a musical theater gay. I think that's a really big title to take on. Sure. But I did enjoy Thoroughly Modern Millie. Okay. I really did enjoy SpongeBob SquarePants, the musical. Oh, a fantastic musical. (laughs) I really I really love that one. I loved, um... The Book of Mormon. Love the Book of Mormon. That's an amazing one. Controversially love the Book of Mormon. Controversially, (laughs) yes, yes. Uh, We're coming forward and saying we're fans of Book of Mormon. And it's probably really my favorite musical. I love, I've seen Book of Mormon a million times. Kinky Boots. I, okay, here's an interesting thing about me and Kinky Boots. You don't like Tatcha Call. Go, wait, go ahead. (laughs) I mean, I don't. But I saw it in Chicago with the Billy Porter in the lead role. 
he was obviously incredible and phenomenal and fantastic, but I did not like the musical. And I really felt like it was because, sip that tea, I really feel like it was because I was like, this is a musical about queer people, about drag for straight people. You know what I mean? Mm. I love the movie. The Mm. movie that the musical is based on is fantastic. But the musical, I was just kind of like, I'm okay. Mm. But I love that you love Kinky Boots. (laughs) uh, uh, What else? Lord released music. Lord disappears for years. Years. Let me, can I, can I share my, my relationship with Lord? Please come forward. I loved her first album. It's great. It's pure heroin, fantastic. Mm-hmm. When I tell you, I had a spiritual experience with melodrama. <laughs> the summer that that came out, it was the, my first summer after being single after a two-year relationship. Mm. I was sad. Mm-hmm. I was upset. Mm-hmm. This album comes out. Mm-hmm. What an incredible breakup album. And... I listened to it every single day that mm-hmm. summer. Every single day. There is nothing better than walking on a summer night in Chicago listening to melodrama in order. In order. Viewers at home, listeners at home, Rachel just talked with their hands. Yes. Pointed at my face. Yes. Pointed at the table. Yes. Is really passionate I'm about I'm passionate this. about melodrama. So when I say that I have been waiting for the Lord to return... I have been waiting. So that is the context in which I'm speaking with Jane, with Auntie Chan. Auntie Chan. <laughs> Outed. Outed with Auntie Chan about Lord Single. So that's where we're at. We saw booty pics. We saw bo- We saw coochie. We saw coochie. There, there's coochie in that picture. <laughs> um, I thought it was great. Solar. Solar Solar power. power. And she released it during the solar eclipse. The only solar eclipse of the year. She knows. She's a she's an astrology. She's gay. an astrology gay. <laughs> and you know what? That event is yeah, current. Is current. So we are gonna talk today. Our little like astro informational segment mm-hmm. is gonna be about the houses. Um, I use the houses a lot in my readings because to me they are very important, and it's one of the things that like base level astrology people don't really know anything about um and the houses are the different areas of life Mm -hmm. um so when you look at a chart if you're looking at a circle chart there are 12 houses in astrology uh they all have to do with the different areas of life um and today we're going to talk about one through six because there's a lot of them and there's a lot of info to cover Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and also um um, little disclaimer on my end. I'm self-taught. This is all um, info that I have researched myself um, over the last like two or three years. Uh, and there's a lot of misinformation out there about houses and astrology, but I think I have pretty good info. So okay. <laughs> and listeners at home, if you're looking for an activity to do, you can punch in your birth chart. Yeah. To... Um, I like to use astro-seek.com. Okay. Um, that's a good one. I would not recommend using CoStar. I'm going to just say that on the podcast. Okay. Especially come when forward. it comes to houses. Come forward. Oh, come forward. <laughs> Especially when it comes to houses because CoStar has people thinking that they don't have certain houses in their chart when in reality everyone has all 12 signs and 12 houses in their chart. 
It's just a matter of if you have planets in them or not. Mm. And CoStar only tells you the houses that have planets in them. Okay. Um, so, like, for example, earlier I said I don't have any planets in Gemini in my seventh house, but I do have a house that is Gemini. Like, Gemini's in my chart, and the seventh house is in my chart. Mm. Even though I don't have planets there. Mm-hmm. So it's the same. Everyone has Aries through Pisces. 1 through 12. We all have it. We all have all the elements. We are exactly. Avatar. <laughs> we are Avatar. Okay. Um, okay, so we'll start with House 1. House 1 is your rising sign, um, or also a.k.a. the Ascendant. Um, and these are going to be nutshell versions of a queen. Um, so House 1, um, physical body, personality, um, literally you on the journey of your life. Mm-hmm. Important thing to know about the first house. Um, it is based on the exact time that you're born, so that's why it's really important to get your accurate birth time because it sets up where everything else is in your chart. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're looking kind of for like a life's journey, life's fulfillment type of vibe, you should look at the planet that rules your uh, first house. Okay. So, for example, we'll use your chart. Oh, no. Hmm. We're going to read. Okay. Let me drag you. So, okay. your, your ascendant is Scorpio, right? Uh, you also have Venus conjunct your north node exactly. Yeah. And uh, Pluto in your first house. Very um, magnetic person. Physically beautiful. Venus in the first house. Oh, my God. Um, but your planetary ruler would be Mars. Um, another thing to know about like my practice of astrology is I like to use traditional planetary rulerships. So in modern astrology, um, Scorpio would be ruled by Pluto, but in traditional astrology, it's ruled by Mars. So that's Mm. another thing. Okay. Um, so your planetary ruler would be Mars. I'm a Sagittarius rising. My planetary ruler would be Jupiter. So that's that. Wow. Um, so I'm leading into my life. As a Scorpio rising yes. in the first house. Yes. Presentation wise. Yes. So it sounds like I'm going to be hot for the rest of my life. Yeah, I think you're I think literally it is that what it, it means oh you're sexy and god. Hot. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you, stars. Thank you so much, Thank constellations. You. Thank you, Orion's belt. If you have Venus in the first house, I'm jealous. It literally means you're beautiful. <laughs> like, come on now. Let me appreciate that. Um second house, uh possessions. Personal possessions, money, finances, emotional possessions, emotional wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of the second house. <laughs> that's that. Uh, third house is communication, short-term travel, short-term education, um, siblings. Mm. The houses like all have like kind of random shit to do with each like with like they just kind of have like a bunch of random stuff, but that's just kind of like what they deal with. So mm-hmm. like. If you were having, like, issues with a sibling, you would look to the third house to see, like, what the fuck's going on there. So the um, third house, the house of communication. The house of communication. Let me see what's in my third house. You have a Capricorn third house with Neptune and Uranus. So Neptune and Uranus are two of the slowest moving planets. They tend to be more, like, age group I do take a while things. to text back. <laughs> I do take a while to reply to the DMs um, and emails. But Neptune is the planet of illusion. Uh oh. Of fantasy. Uh oh. And Uranus is the planet of shock and rebellion. Um, but pretty much everyone born in 1994 is gonna have uh, Uranus and Neptune and Capricorn because they're they move that slow that like they're pretty generational. So okay. Um, 
So, but it just depends on like what house they're in. So for you, they're in the third house, meaning that you probably have like, um, I would say my interpretation of like Neptune in the third house would be like, like, I don't know, like illusion around like communication, illusion okay. around like, um, any of those themes, you know Illusion what I mean? around communication. Yeah. I think I'm a good communicator. Yeah. And I am also... It might be, yeah, hard for people to understand what you try to say sometimes. I yeah, absolutely endorse yeah. that. I think yeah. people are always trying to guess my wants yeah. and, like, what I'm thinking about in a conversation yeah. when really I just listen and totally. I wait for a moment to chime in. Yeah. Um, and what yeah. was the other planet? Uh, Uranus. So, sassy. Sassy. Oh, no. Sassy. Gay. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't want to be gay anymore. I don't want to be gay anymore. <laughs> I can't imagine not being gay. That'd be fucked up. Yeah, it's, it's Um, The fourth house. The house of fourth. Mm. Uh, the house of home and family. Uh, things that are familiar to not you. Not just a house. A home. A home. Speak on that. <laughs> um, fifth house. Uh, my personal favorite house, uh, the house of creativity, of pleasure, short-term Ooh. romance, sexual activity. Okay, now this one I'm Children. Oh. Um, and it can also be like uh, metaphorically birthing things, you know, like a creative process. It can mean literally having children, any of that stuff. It sounds very pleasurable. Um, those are the fifth house vibes. Okay. Um, sick, and then the sixth house where we'll stop today with houses is uh, the house of bodily health. So different than the first house, which would represent your physical, like like your appearance and mm-hmm. like your physical body. Um, the sixth house would represent physical health. Um, so anything good or bad that happens with health is the sixth house. It also ha- has to do with um, like kind of more mundane things mm-hmm. um, in terms of like routine and also, um, like, actually working. So, like, the 10th house, which we'll get to next time, which is my other favorite house, uh, is, like, career and, like, public image and persona for your career. Mm-hmm. But the 6th house is actually, like, physically working. Um, and, like, coworkers and, like, stuff like that. Mm. Um, so that's the 6th house. The 6th house is one of the tougher houses. There are, like, certain houses that are, like, not like that don't get the most shine that aren't like that that deal with some stuff that's kind of tough and the sixth house is known as one of those houses because it's opposite the 12 Mm -hmm. and um it's like a tough place for certain planets to be but it's like definitely not like bad yeah it's just absolutely necessary totally everyone has to work everyone has to work we live in a society yeah the first person (laughs) we live in a society Grow, corn is great. Corn is Here great. Here we go. Here we go. I'm gonna go off. Go off. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Corn is great. Yep. But when we started trading corn, it all went downhill. Oh, are you sure you want to do this? Because I could just have a corn empire. Yeah. And you can just have chicken meat. Yep. <laughs> go but, off. But go now off, we want to have a transaction. Now we want to have a transaction. Six house vibes. Six house vibes. Now. My moon and Venus are in my sixth house, and it makes me want to die. Um. <laughs> <laughs> 
like, ugh, Raise the federal minimum wage. wage. That's all wait, I'm saying. Raise the federal minimum wage. That's period. all I'm saying. Yes. Yes. Everyone should be able to live off a working wage. Yes, I agree. A hundred Damn you, corn. Damn you, fucking corn. I love corn. corn I love corn Corn so and much. eggs. Corn and eggs. <laughs> I love agriculture yes. so much. Yes, ag. Yes, ag. Um, well, those were houses one through six. Very so, important. Yeah. Very educational. Okay. Well, we're going to take a break. You look back at that chart. Yes. Punch in Astro Seek, your birth time, and go through that personal journey. We'll be right back. And we're, and we're back, back in the heights. Lynn Manuel Miranda, Miranda, drop the address, drop the birth time, time, and I'll fight you. <laughs> I'm gonna look this up right now. Please look what, up Lynn Manuel what, Miranda. I'm gonna look up Lynn Manuel Miranda. I bet you Astro Theme has it. How does that This motherfucker is a Capricorn whore. sun and moon and an Aries rising. That's why he's so corny. That's why he's so corny. So much of that Capricorn energy. It's Capricorny. Now, did we just talk about how much we loved corn? <laughs> we talked about how much we love corn. And I, I, and listen, I'm not one to shit talk any kind of Aries placement, but an Aries rising with all these. That's probably why he's so annoying. Mm. Damn. You said fiery for what? Fiery for what? You corny. He's annoying. Anyway. <laughs> No hate to the Capricorns. I love no, Capricorns. No, I love Capricorns and I love Aries. Yes. But he's annoying. But he's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the fool. Okay, let's talk about the fool. <laughs> well, now comes our next segment where we talk about tarot and we are going to talk about card zero. Yes. The fool. Yes. The first card of the tarot. Which Other... I actually don't think I knew that it was the first card of the tarot. Mm-hmm. Zero. Wow. So... The tarot is about the fool's journey. There's the minor arcana, the major arcana. And what tarot is, is just different phases of human experience, common human experiences. Uh, the original deck Rider Waite uh, was just addressing every human experience that every human can possibly experience in the experience of being a human. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, well, this is how you fit 2,000 words into an essay. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and the Fool is the very first card, and on this card, picture this. There is a lady twink. Lady twink? And is she hot? Let me see. Is she hot? <laughs> I'm, I'm horny for her. <laughs> An androgynous lady twink. They are holding a little rose in the left hand and in the right is a uh, like a hobo sack. Mm-hmm. All the possessions that they have are in that sack. The sun is beaming behind them. They're starting their journey. There's an animal companion. Usually an animal companion is uh, pictured here. And I relate so hard to this card. I love this card. Yeah. The Fool is about humility. It's about starting a new journey. There's yeah. a new chapter in your life that you are taking on. Mm-hmm. And... You are here to learn from other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is a great energy to have. To walk into a space with people who are great at what they do and you have open ears. And yeah. that's what The Fool is about. Yeah. Humbling yourself yeah. in a new space. Totally. Very important energy. And this is a great card to yeah. start our podcast journey I with. think so as well. Yeah. Kind of going in. Yeah. Going in. We are yeah. 
figuring it out as we go figuring along. Figuring it out, being goofy being along goofy. the way, mm -hmm. humbling ourselves. Mm -hmm. The fool can be applied to us re-emerging out of our quarantines yeah. as new people. Mm -hmm. We are definitely changed. Yeah. We are not how we used to be. Certainly not. And we will apply that. Yeah. In all these new spaces. Yeah. Lady the fool tweet. is hot. The fool, okay, I, I would fuck the fool. The fool is a thembo. <laughs> the a they is thembo. A, is a th and listen, <laughs> you know me, listeners at home, I love a lady Follow Twink. Rachel. You're a lady Twink and you have Scorpio placements? Miss ma'am. Miss ma'am. <laughs> so folks at home, if you draw the fool, think about that new job you're starting, that new relationship you're taking on, new duties that you have to do at home, a new pet you may have adopted. That's the fool. Well, yeah, that's the fool. Look into it. Read into it. And humble yourself. Humble yourself. Listen, I'm always in a room full of queens. Yes. Gays with egos. Yep. Big divas. Humble yourself. And I just want to draw the card. Yeah. The fool. Lick it and stick it on their forehead. And be like, you're acting a fool. You're acting a fool. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> We are back <laughs> in theaters now. Oh, and on HBO, HBO Max. Max. <laughs> so now we reach the part where, and we're going to do this regularly. Yeah. Where we do some crowd work. Where we do some crowd work. Mm -hmm. We're going to answer some of the questions that you submitted on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And keep us followed on Instagram. Yeah. We're going to post stories asking you to ask us yeah. your burning astrology and tarot questions yes um shall we get into it yeah you go ahead and start great let's, let's do it i'll go first okay um one of the questions i wanted to start with was um at juggles magoo on instagram <laughs> um asked uh what is a midheaven um mid the midheaven is we'll talk about it too a little bit more in depth when we talk about the other half of the houses, but the midheaven is like literally a line in the sky, kind of like your ascendant is just like a point in the sky uh, that is supposed to represent your career. So um, the actual line can fall anywhere between the ninth and 11th house. So it could be in your ninth, 10th, 11th house. Mm. And it's kind of more so you look at where the line is and then the sign and like that, Midheaven point is supposed to tell you more about like what your career should be or what it already is um, and If it does fall in the 10th house the 10th house is kind of synonymous with the midheaven and the 10th house um, Is also a career point in the chart, but if it falls in your ninth house It still kind of means the same, but that's basically what the midheaven is my midheaven is in Virgo I don't have any planets in Virgo, but my 10th house and my midheaven in Virgo are ruled by Mercury in my fifth, which means that I'll probably work in some creative capacity, which I do. And so, you do. Yeah, I work in film and TV. <laughs> the entertainment industry. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's the midheaven. Mid do you want to ask sure, your question Sure, let's now? take the next question. This one is from Chrome and on Instagram. It's Marco. Hey, Marco. Capricorns, how do we help them? I'm a Capricorn who needs help. Ooh. Um, do you have any opinions or thoughts on Capricorns? Capricorns are so fun. Yeah. I think they are usually the life of the party. You think so? I think so. That's interesting because I was going to say, so 
Capricorns are a Saturn-ruled sign, mm-hmm. and Saturn is the planet of responsibility and structure. Oh. So I feel like if you know a lot of Capricorns that like to have fun, they're probably trying to break out of that. Oh. Um, now that I think about it, I also know a lot of Capricorn placements that know how to party. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like The weight of the world is too much for Capricorns. So they escape through so they escape. song and dance. And drugs. Yes! <laughs> Um, how do we help them? Let let it the fuck go. Give them a coping mechanism. Let oh, it let the, it go. Let it the fuck go. Oh, let it. The like fuck they go. gotta let. let it go. You know what I mean? How do we help Capricorns? Let them help themselves. Let them help. Have fun. Have fun. Live a little. Live and that's little. what they do. Yeah. Don't take everything so seriously. Mm. We all have mental health. Uh, at it's Kitty Banks. Hello. Hey, Kitty. Hey, hey niece. Banks. Yes, niece. Hey, niece. Niecey. Um. Can you explain more about stelliums? I'm a Taurus stellium and I need to know. Ah, take in nature. The sound of a man working. <laughs> Do you hear it? It's ASMR. It's now, ASMR. If you listen closely, you can hear a man <laughs> trimming grass on my <laughs> rental property. On, on Chan's rental property. Um, okay, stelliums. Yes. Uh, stellium is when you have three or more of the personal planets in mm-hmm. one sign. So that's, I think... The Sun, Moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, and I think that's where it stops. Yeah. I don't think Jupiter and Saturn count. Um, but so if that is what your stellium is, that's a stellium, um, and it just means that you have a lot of planets answering to that sign. Um, okay. And it's probably like a big part of your life. So Taurus is probably a huge sign for you Mm. uh a taurus stellium to me i mean it depends i'd have to look at the rest of the chart but that's what a stellium is three or more planets Mm. uh we got a question from zl on instagram why does everyone hate gemini's cry face emoji cry face emoji everyone doesn't hate gemini's no i think the other question too was like are are Gemini's or why do people think Gemini's are two-faced let's talk about it and I wanted to speak on this we kind of spoke on this in the last episode but Gemini is a so here's the thing about Gemini's is they're always changing Mm -hmm. and I think that that's why people think they're two-faced because they'll say one thing one day and then say something else the next but it's literally because it's a mutable air sign their ideas because air is ideas and intellectual stuff Mm -hmm. Their ideas are always constant. They're always changing their mind, basically. Mm. Which is why I think people think that they're two-faced, but really they're just, they've changed their mind. They adapt to how they feel? They adapt to how they feel. And I think that that freaks some people out, depending on their own placements, because some people are like, you just said this one day, why are you saying this the next day? Mm-hmm. But that's just how they roll. They change their minds. I think that freaks people out, which is probably why they don't like Gemini's. Yeah, people like to predict what other people are thinking. Yeah. Making exactly. up an image exactly. of another person in their mind. Expecting. Expecting things. Wanting them to change. <laughs> and when they do, they get upset. And they get upset. Um, I think Geminis are really fun. Yeah. I love adapting. I love changing. Yes. Well, yes. I love that they're putting themselves <laughs> up first. Yeah. 100%. And that's okay. And sometimes the noncommittalness is a little too much. Mm-hmm. But that's just Gemini's. There's no reason to hate. I really don't think there's any reason to hate any sign. No. Like, you'll have, like, bad experiences or, like, better or worse experiences with certain placements and signs. But, like, Changing on. your mind is not toxic. Changing your mind is <laughs> not. Toxic. Speak on it. I'm going the fuck up. Listeners at home, Rachel is pointing their finger up <laughs> at the air. Changing your mind is not toxic. Yep. Anyway. 
I hope you're still tuned in. Uh, and then my last question from my batch that I wanted to answer was at bottom Benny Bo- bottom bottom boy Benny. Yes, Benny. <laughs> Queen. Hey Benny. I love Benny. Um I just learned my Chiron is Leo, twelfth house. A quick Google search said this means I'm mentally ill. <laughs> <laughs> Chiron represents wounds. Can you explain this? Yes, I can. Chiron is a point in the sky. Much like um, a lot of other things in astrology, and um, it does represent wounds and um, karmic things that you need to heal from. This is like kind of a part of astrology that's a little bit more mystical and like is a little bit more of like talk about karma and past lives and stuff. Um, but Chiron does represent um, things from past lives that you need to heal from in this life. Um, and I would fully not recommend Googling things about astrology because <laughs> you'll get a lot of misinformation. But do WebMD any uh, do medical we- issues. Do WebMD MD any spots on your skin that you have and like any kind of headaches. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, would not recommend there. I did all of my research through like vetted astrology people on like various things, um, which is how I like learned all of my stuff and read a lot of books. Um, but I would not recommend Googling things because then you'll see things that are like, oh, Chiron in the 12th, you're mentally ill. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we can't, so Chiron does represent like uh, issue, like places in life where you might have a lot of healing to do. Hmm. Um, and the 12th house is the subconscious mind. The 12th house is things that are hidden. Um, it is the place in the chart where mental illness would live. <sighs> But having Chiron, it, it, that could be a manifestation of it. Mm-hmm. Like, like it could manifest as like, um, as mental health issues. But that doesn't. It's not always what it means. It could also mean like that you like have a lot of past life trauma that you have to heal from, which is maybe something. Since the twelfth house is hidden, it might not be a thing that you're aware of or a thing that affects you in mm-hmm. your in your life. Um, it could mean that in a past life, since it's Leo, you had like maybe a lot of like ego things that you need to heal from. It could mean a million things, but it doesn't, it's not like Chiron in the 12th, you're mentally ill. You know what I mean? (laughs) It could mean that, but like, it definitely doesn't. And also it's like really not a thing that it's like a really small part of the chart. It's not like super prominent, important thing in astrology. So in my opinion. But if you do bring up Chiron to your therapist, they'll tell you you're mentally They'll tell you, <laughs> uh, you're coping, sweetie. You're coping, sweetie. Uh, trust this process. Trust this process. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, our, and Chiron is also a centaur. Yeah. 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 So Chiron, too, in like that sense, was like the wounded healer type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, or the wounded warrior. Mm. Um, so that's kind of what Chiron represents. Okay. My Chiron's in my 10th house. I don't know. I have a lot of, like, career instability. Someone's coming for you. Someone's coming. <laughs> uh, red flag said centaur and the police are coming for me. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sagittarians, <laughs> be aware. Um, but yeah, that's Chiron. And our final question is on Instagram from Jack Gia Loretto. Okay. And the question is, <laughs> do it fart. Do, do it, it fart. fart. Do it? Do it fart. I mean, if you squeeze the cheeks. I'm so yeah, do it fart. Uh, other than this one is from 
OMG Hey Maxine on Instagram. Other than the big three, what's the sign you look at first? I would say the planetary ruler of the ascendant. The planetary ruler of the ascendant. Which I've talked about many times. That's life's journey. Life's journey. Yeah. Your life story. So look at the planetary ruler of your ascendant. Which, yeah, that you can look up. That you can Google. Like mm-hmm. planetary rulership. Because that's um, important. That is very important. Um, that's like how you read a chart. And also, um, like, it depends on what you vibe with. I personally like to use the more traditional rulerships um, in my readings. But if you like the more modern ones, that's totally up to you. So, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. Okay, and that was our crowd work. I hope y'all loved that segment. We're going to do that every week. Yes. We will take your questions, yes. and we will answer them yes. to the best of our abilities. Mm. EXP. Um, and also, that is the That's end of our episode. second episode. Yeah. We talked about the first six houses. We talked about the full big All current events. All in an hour. All in an hour. We kind of fucking killed that. We uh, we ate that. We ate. And we hung on. And now hung. we're going to eat. And now we're going real to food. Real, yeah, because we're hungry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we might get food at uh, uh, probably somewhere on Argyle. Somewhere on Argyle. We <laughs> love, 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 love Argyle. Yep. Uh, all right. Thank you so much, listeners at home. Thank you, Lin Manuel Miranda. Thank you, Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> we roasted the fuck out of him on this episode. Thank you for giving us content. For Thank us you to for giving us speak content, Lin Manuel Miranda. Thank you to all the lady twinks out there. Thank you, lady twink. Uh, thank you, the fool. Thank you, the fool. For humbling us. And thank you to the man mowing uh, the lawn. Uh, yeah, he gave All us right. some dynamics. We'll see you next All time. All right, see you next time. Bye. Bye.